Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. We are back after a few weeks off and so is my voice. Thank goodness. Uh, it's Monday, November 7th. I'm your host, Eric Steven, and the off season is finally here. Um, the World Series ended on Saturday night. Uh, a mattress salesman uh, named Mattress Mac in uh, Houston won $75 million on several bets. Um uh, because his team uh, from Houston won the World Series. Uh, and now that that's over, uh, the offseason is officially in motion. It's always weird um, how it's not, it's it's weird and it's not in, in a way like there, it feels like a whiplash sometimes, especially if you're like heavily involved in it, how World Series ends and it's just like, boom, offseason's here, like immediately. 6 a.m., the morning after the World Series ends is. Uh, when players are officially free agents, uh, it used to be, this was like more than a decade ago, um, there was a certain time period and players had to actually file for free agency with the league. It was a procedural thing. I I want to say there was like some player who like mistakenly didn't file one year or something. It was kind of a screw up. I don't remember the name. It wasn't that, I don't think it was that big of a deal, but it was kind of an arcane um uh, process and uh, it's it's been simplified to be more automatic now. Um, players who have six years of um, service time are free agents. Others uh, like Chris Martin with the Dodgers who has just over five years of service time but uh, had leverage coming back from Japan 
worked it into his contract since then that he's a free agent at the end of them. So um, the Dodgers have 10 free agents, uh, Chris Martin among them. Uh, the big hitters are Trey Turner, Clayton Kershaw, Tyler Anderson. We talked about them. Jacob Birch and I on the lineup podcast last week. I will link to that in the show notes. Um, those three are the most notable um, qualifying offer decisions are due by Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Trey Turner, uh, one of the sort of marquee free agents on the market, is uh, a cinch to get a qualifying offer. That just means draft pick compensation if he signs elsewhere. Um, uh, Clayton Kershaw, Tyler Anderson are both maybes, I think, for different reasons. Kershaw seems obvious to be a qualifying offer because I think the Dodgers would gladly even take him back at a one-year $19.65 million contract, which is what the qualifying offer is. Um, but I the, last year they did it as a sort of a courtesy to not rush his decision. That said, last year there was also lots of uncertainty with his elbow, and he wanted to sort of figure that out before um, figuring everything out. This year he's healthy. It's really just a matter of if he wants to play. So, And it's, it doesn't really – it wouldn't really affect his free agency because you don't – you're not getting draft pick. Uh, you're, teams aren't losing a draft pick unless they sign a player for at least $35 million under the qualifying offer system. So um, it doesn't really affect his free agency. Like It's essentially like if there's a te- choice of teams, it's Dodgers and Rangers. And it's hard to see him getting like going more than year to year at this point. So he's only going to get a one-year deal. So it doesn't really affect him in that regard. So, you know. He, he certainly could get a qualifying offer. We'll find out Thursday uh, for sure. Um, Tyler Anderson is the sort of, this is his his loan or his first real chance to sort of cash in. And then, it's, it, you know, he's not going to sign a contract worth like $19, $20 million a year. Um, but could he just take that for one year and then figure it out again next year and go in the market? Or perhaps he, he uh, sort of uses that deadline um, to sort of work a two or three year deal with the Dodgers at a, at a sort of lesser average value, but still good for Anderson and, and probably you know relatively um, good for the team too. So we'll we'll see. That's that's all sort of part of how the offseason process starts and works. And um, so with those ten free agents, um, the forty man roster to start the season stands at thirty six players. Uh, there's nineteen pitchers, seventeen position players. Um, uh, more more decisions are coming this week. Uh, the Dodgers hold club options on four different players for two, 2023. Justin Turner is chief among them. Uh, he has a $16 million option or a $2 million buyout. He said multiple times over the last like 10 days or so that he hasn't yet heard from the Dodgers regarding his status. There was one when we were on a, a conference call for him winning the Roberto Clemente Award. He mentioned that and also on Rogan and Rodney earlier in the week. Um he said the same thing. You know, he he made it clear he, he he wants to play again, and he said he did want to he wants to finish his career in Los Angeles. So we'll see how that works. Uh, option decisions don't have to be made till the fifth day after the World Series, which this year is Thursday, just like the qualifying offer day. So that's a busy day coming this week. So we'll find out soon on that. Um, Hanser Alberto is another option. He's a two million or a two hundred fifty thousand dollar buyout. Danny Duffy, uh, who hasn't pitched since uh, I believe June of 2021, um, has a seven million dollar option with no buyout. That's like the easiest decision I think there is on, on this group. Jimmy Nelson, who had surgery in August uh, 2021 for Tommy John and flexor tendon repair, 
Um, 1.1 million with no buyout. I think I think all four of these actually get declined. Um, it doesn't prevent the Dodgers and Turner like working out some other deal. I just doubt it'll be at 16 million or or 14 million for that matter. Like that's the difference between the option and the buyout. So um, that's it's a 14 million dollar decision that the Dodgers are making at this point. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But um, again, Thursday is the deadline for that. Uh, what the Dodgers do have, if you're looking ahead to sort of 2023, is um, uh, seven players under contract. We have the offseason roster breakdown, which I will link to in the show notes. Um, there's 12 more players eligible for salary arbitration. Uh, using the MLB trade rumors arbitration estimates, the, that uh, those 12 arbitration players would earn a total of 57.8 million in 2023. Now those are estimates, you know, just somewhere in that range. If you add in the players under contract, um, plus some assumptions on, um, there's sort of player benefit costs and every team pays into the $50 million, um, pre our bonus pool. Those are split evenly among the teams. Then you factor in like uh, minor league uh, salaries for players on the 40 man and that, that's a few million dollars so if you add in that which are sort of base assumptions plus the players under contract plus the arbitration the Dodgers are at roughly uh, 176.7 million in, a, in competitive balance tax payroll for 19 players now 18.1 million of that is the estimate for Cody Bellinger who is a prime uh, non-tender candidate just given his production over the last uh, couple of years, uh, Michael Elizondo on the site wrote about that pending decision last week. I will link to that as well. Um, the decision for that used to be, the tender deadline used to be December 2nd. That got moved up. It is now timed with the setting the rosters for the Rule 5 draft, which is November 20th, or uh, when it falls on a weekend, it's the first business day before. This year, November 20th is a Sunday. So the date for that is November 18th. So we'll find that that out within a couple of weeks. Um, I've said multiple times on the podcast and in writing that I think Bellinger will get non-tendered for. So let's work with the assumption for now that the Dodgers are at roughly 158.6 million for 18 players for luxury tax purposes heading into 2023. And using that, uh, we can talk about what that means and what the Dodgers need this offseason uh, after the break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 2022, uh, the Dodgers were estimated uh, at some point in September by the Associated Press to have a luxury tax payroll um, of 
289.96 million, which is just under the highest tier of 290 million. The uh, proposed Cohen tax, named for Mets owner Steve Cohen, uh, who exceeded that in his first uh, or second year with the Mets. Uh, that's under the new uh, collective bargaining agreement, agreement, which went into place this year. Um, the Dodgers are on track to pay, if that holds, uh, to pay about $29.4 million in luxury tax. Final number will be out probably later this month, possibly early December. The Dodgers also paid $32.65 million in 2021. Um, so if the Dodgers were to spend over $230 million in CBT uh, payroll, for 2023, they'd be a luxury taxpayer for the third year in a row. That would mean higher tax rates. Again, this is from the collective bargaining agreement, which is which just went into effect this year. Um, so for the first $20 million over, they'd pay a 50% tax. That's up from 30%. You're basically jumping 20% each tier. So the next $20 million over is 62%, up from 42 Then The next $20 million over is 95%, up from 75 and then if they go over the highest tier, the Cohen tax, if you were, if you're $60 million over the threshold, so next year that would be, um, or that would be um, $293 million. I misspoke earlier. It's $233 million for next year, not $230. It was $230 this last year. Um, so if they go over that, it would be 110% over the, uh, for anything over. That's up from 90%. So if you use those rates and apply them to what their 2022 payroll was, that would have meant an extra $12 million in additional luxury tax, and that's without any other changes. So, And that's based on this year's payroll. So, again, it's it's a cost, but it's it's not like, I guess it depends what you're going for at that point. It's, it's not like super prohibitive, but you can understand that probably over time they want to Probably step back, and I don't know if it's a full reset or if it's just lowering a little bit. Um, but you know, the 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 threshold again this coming year is two hundred thirty three million. Uh, again, if if that's that's for uh, with eighteen players, assuming no Bellinger, uh, they'd have a payroll roughly one fifty eight point six. So that includes assumptions which we mentioned. I think if you, you can add in, like, Gavin Lux, he's a, a player with under three years of service time. Same for Alex Vesia. I would say those two have, like, secure spots, roughly. So we're basically at 20 players for about $160 million in luxury tax payroll. So you still have a lot of holes to fill. Um, and then, like, the, the big question is, like, who plays shortstop, right? I would argue... That's probably their biggest need on the or on the position player side. Uh, I doubt they move Gavin Lux to shortstop, but it's at least possible. Chris Taylor can play shortstop. I don't see them sort of committing to him being the everyday shortstop. I th- I think the Dodgers are sort of at their best. Well, when when Taylor has to be hitting for one, but when Taylor sort of um, fills in as needed, uh, he'll end up getting like a full season's worth of at bats. But I'll, you know just sort of very dynamic playing sort of all over the place. Um, they also have Jacob Maya on the 40 man, who's very good defensively. Um, but again, not the, I don't see them just plugging Jacob Maya in. I mean, hey, you're our shortstop this year. So I think that's going to be where uh, something to watch for the offseason. The other thing is who plays left field and center field. Um, again, this is assuming no Bellinger. Obviously, they can bring back Bellinger. It's their choice. But it would just cut into that. It, it sort of 
uh, it would it would hike the payroll up a little bit and, and give them less room for other things if they set their own constraints. So they do have Chris Taylor, which I mentioned, he, he obviously can play left and center. Um, Trace Thompson is still around. Uh, he could play left and center as well and right if he needed to. Um, but I don't know if you're going to lock in Trace Thompson to like every day, every day role. Um, James Outman, who, who made a splash in his four games in the majors this last year, uh, is going to be around. I'm sure they'll find a, a spot for him, but not necessarily like committing to an everyday spot right away at least. And then how do they divvy up the designated hitter spot? They never really want to commit to like one player. As DH, they're going to move guys around, get guys rest. Now this last year, Justin Turner uh, started 61 games there. Uh, compared to 66 at third base, Max Muncy played a lot of third. Um, now, you couple in that, plus Turner's 38, you could see why like the Dodgers might not want to bring Justin Turner back. or uh, They definitely, I don't think, want to bring him back at $16 million. So it's just a matter of if he comes back, uh, can they work out a deal? What role is he going to be in? Is he, is he still going to be an everyday player? And then, um, you know, if he is, then you figure he's going to take a lot of the DH role. But Miguel Vargas, uh, you, you figure they probably want to get his bat in there somehow. DH is a good way to do it. Um, you can probably spot him occasionally at third, maybe even the occasional start at second, probably some in left field at times. Um, and then I would say don't forget about Edwin Rios as well. Um, he was sort of the forgotten man, um, after he, um, rehabbed from his hamstring injury and then spent the last, he didn't get called up in September. Miguel Vargas did. Um, so Rio spent the last like month on option in AAA rather than on rehab. So currently in house, this is again without Bellinger, the Dodgers have 11 position players I'd consider at least somewhat likely to be in the majors. Um, so if we're building a roster, uh, that includes Miguel Vargas, James Outman, and Edwin Rios. So obviously, they even if those stand, right, they still need like two players to to fill out the position player set. So there's obviously additions will be made there. If you look at the rotation right now, it's only Julio Urias, Tony Gonsolin, and Dustin May. Uh, Pepio and uh, Michael Grove are next in line. Uh, Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone are sort of waiting in the wings, looming. They are off the 40-man but can easily be added. Um, so the bullpen actually, bullpen's always a concern for everyone, just just generally when you're team building. Um, but it doesn't look too bad at the moment, and I would I might suggest it's their strength, at, at least to start the offseason. Uh, they're, they're in a pretty good spot with those guys, but I, they'll certainly add probably one or two just because they always look for depth in that um, scenario. And I also think it's reasonable to assume that Kershaw will be back. We've talked about this at length, too. Um, his choice basically is like whether he wants to play again. He's indicated he does. Now, that could change when he talks to his family or whatever. But the other thing is, does he want to play close to home? That means the Rangers. The Rangers hired Bruce Bochy. It doesn't mean they're going to be good in 2023. They're, you know, perhaps have a good plan in place to be good eventually. Uh, but. I don't think they're going to be that good in 2023, at least not good enough to, for like Clayton Kershaw to want to pitch for them and think he can sort of compete for a championship like he would with the Dodgers. So um, I do think the Dodgers are the favorites to resign him, and it's just a matter of sort of working that out. Um, so in that vein, uh, given what the Dodgers' plans might be, 
there was an interesting interview with uh, Stan Kasten, the team president. Uh, he talked with Bill Plasky of the LA Times about the sort of pending offseason. And here were a couple of quotes from the piece, which I think sort of sets a tone of where the Dodgers are at. First of all, he before we get into the quotes, he did uh, publicly back uh, Andrew Friedman and Dave Roberts, which, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I know there was a lot of just fan anger after the Dodgers lost, but I don't think either one of those were uh, people were going anywhere or anything. And Caston uh, 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 showed support in their direction, at least in this interview. Um, but the quotes regarding the roster building were that were telling, I thought, were these. Again, this is from Bill Plasky in the LA Times. This is Stan Caston talking. Quote, earlier in the last decade, we had a young wave of guys who were going to be real contributors. We think we are now on the precipice of the next wave of young guys. Um, we need to make room to allow that to happen. If money is what is needed, we'll certainly do that, uh, as we've shown time and time again. But if we think we have kids who need time to play up here, I'm sure we'll do that as well. So that signals to me, at least, that the Dodgers will probably step back a little bit in payroll. I don't know if that means... Um, going fully under the like the first threshold 233 million um but i don't think i think it means that they're not going to be like up in the upper upper tier at least this year and, and you figure they're probably going to want to reset at some point in the next couple years and maybe this year's the year to do it i don't know um they did stay under the the first threshold for the luxury tax in both 2018 and 2019 they made the World Series in 2018. Uh, they won 106 games in 2019, but also had a um, sort of disappointing first-round loss um, that year in the postseason. You could argue in 2019, or at least I did, that um, the Dodgers could have done more at the trade deadline that year, um, at least shoring up um, some bullpen spots or whatever. Um, but I don't think that's what ultimately lost it. It, didn't, it certainly didn't help. Um, but I think maybe they, they hamstrung themselves a little bit in that regard. But it is, again, hard to argue with a 106-win season, which is, I, I think, how they're sort of viewing this. But even those years, right, they were barely under. They, they were just uh, two, about $2 million under the threshold in 2018 and about $1 million under in 2019. So this year they have about um, $73 million to spend to fill out the roster. And again, this is assuming no Bellinger, he, that he gets non-tendered. Uh, and that's if they adhere to $233 million as sort of a limit. Um, so they, they still have some flexibility, even if they are constraining themselves in that way. And to be fair, I think they've earned the benefit of the doubt, they, given just the total spending. I know uh, Friedman has said at times uh, they don't view payroll year to year. It's more of like a three to five year rolling thing. And the last two years, they've spent a lot. And... Um, they're, they're still going to spend a lot, I think in 2023, it's just a matter, it's just a matter of maybe degree. Um, so I don't think they're going to be poppers this off season. I think they, they're still going to make a, a big splash. Like I said, they do need a shortstop for sure. I don't know if that means they sign Trey Turner, but there's, um, there's, uh, Dansby Swanson out there, um, who like there's Xander Bogarts, if he opts out, you know, Top of the market guys like Trey Turner and Carlos Correa, probably probably not going to go that route, but you never know. Um, we'll see what pops up. But that's that's where the Dodgers are to open up the offseason. That's sort of a, a broad overview. Uh, we'll be back a little later this week with a few more leading off episodes. We have some awards um, things. Uh, there's some scheduling uh, for awards this week, plus some other awards. 
Also, uh, we have roster decisions, like we mentioned, the Thursday deadlines for both the options and the qualifying offers. So we'll have a few more episodes of Leading Off this week. Uh, Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you later. (laughs) 